0: 12th Sunday of Ordinary Time, my true priest gave to me a reading from the
1: Gospel of Matthew.
0: Uh, I thought it would end with a gentleman wearing Green. I don't know. That didn't rhyme. I do have a new green
1: vestment. I think I'll wear this Sunday. A new one? Yeah, somebody donated it in memory of a family member who had
0: passed. Well, now I'm excited. I think I'll show up.
1: Oh, good idea. Hello, everybody. Uh, In case you think you came into the middle of a conversation. You you did. You did. You did. Uh, We were talking and
0: suddenly Michael said we're uh, we're live. Hey, welcome to the 23 Podcast. It's good to be with all of you this week as uh, we're just in summer. This is great. This weather this week has been awesome.
1: I am very happy, uh, that it is summer. I love summer. Uh, by the way, that person that talked is Michael and this person that's talking is father, Father. her, did I not say that you did not, but that's okay. Uh, some people sort of assume they know. I mean, at this point. Yeah. Uh, I have three exciting things and you already mentioned the first one. We're back into ordinary time and I'm going to talk about a little bit about what the Ordo ordinary part means in a few minutes. Okay. But let's talk about the other two exciting things. What are they? I'm very excited about the mini retreat concept we started and we're recording this on Tuesday. So the first of the three videos went out yesterday. Millions of views. I don't know how many views at all, but I'll tell you, it wasn't millions, uh, what I did like is at least, um, on flock note people can write their own notes. And I appreciated what people were writing. They were extending the conversation. It was very thoughtful. It wasn't like, oh, this is nice, or this made my day. By the way, those are good things to say. But this was beyond that. People were adding some insights or uh, something that my presentation provoked in their own thought process. And that's good. That's what this is meant to be.
0: Yeah, that's what we were hoping for. So in case uh, you have no idea what we're talking about, just... Uh, yesterday, on Monday of this week, we launched our first ever, what we're calling, summer mini-retreats. And they're all digital. You can do them from home. It was emailed out on Flocknote. And uh, throughout the rest of this week, by the time you hear this on Thursday, they will also have had been one on Wednesday, and then there'll be one more on Friday. And we're going to do this six times over the course of the summer. All different topics. Uh, each member of our pastoral team is going to take a week. should be interesting. It's kind of a, a fun way to grow this summer while staying apart from each other
1: and so this this week uh, i titled the mini retreat into the fray so there's three sessions mm-hmm. and um I'm, I'm calling on a lot of things that we are sort of taught but we haven't really thought about recently about the role of a christian in the world sure that we live in two worlds the world of discipleship but also a world of uh societal uh, significance like we we have to pay attention to what's going on in society and we have to make a, a difference there too so it's both and it's not either or
0: and friends he's so committed to this topic that all week he's been wearing frayed jeans with holes in them it's, it, that's spelled different that, i know i that just want
1: f-r-e-y <laughs> i'm spelling it f-r-a-y
0: father trendy over there Fred, yeah,
1: fray yeah. just call me free. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not Fred.
1: But I am so committed to it that I traveled to South America uh, for that purpose because I, the picture that's posted today, Tuesday, is of me walking the equator, falling on one side versus the other side. It's a cool picture. Yeah. Uh, actually, I went there twice. I went there at the beginning of the trip, and uh, then my sister Judy and Vern, who were not with me that first time, they, they arrived a day later. Yeah. Uh, at the very end, we had a day free at the end of the trip, And so uh, we did an excursion out into a bunch of the mountain villages and we went back to the equator. So I wanted them to see it. So
0: So which time, that picture is from which visit? That's from the first. That that makes
1: it more authentic. Yeah, of course. You can
0: see the excitement on your face. Okay.
1: Now that leads me to the second thing I'm excited about. So the first thing I'm excited about is ordinary time. Yeah. second one is the mini retreat. The third thing is the end of this week we have the summer solstice.
0: I can hardly wait.
1: And I'm very excited about it. It's the (laughs) longest day of the year, but it's the first day of summer, so to speak. Uh But the reason I'm excited this year is because I missed it last year.
0: You know, I could tell something was missing from your life for the last 365 days. Yeah.
1: Last year, we went to this village in Ecuador up in the mountains, and there's ruins of Inca ruins there. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a, a building that's known... It was built for the, uh, the Incas were pretty good at timekeeping, not like the Mayans, but they were good. And this was built so that on the first day of winter and the first day of summer, the sun would shine in at a particular angle on different different parts of the building. Okay, turned out it was an overcast, rainy day, for us so it didn't matter
0: he didn't get to explore it but
1: but the whole village was celebrating the whole village they had hundreds of people come in and dancers in the streets and everything it was just in costume it was really wonderful yeah very cold because it was not only damp but it was high in the mountains Mm -hmm. but somewhere i said to someone i said it's so great to be here for the first day of summer Mm -hmm. and they corrected me because i was south of the equator it was the first day of winter and you so last year I had two winter solstices, but I missed a summer solstice altogether. So I have not had a first day of summer now for two years.
0: This explains so much. 20, <laughs> 2020 is I your mean, fault that, completely. That's
1: what you have to put up with yeah. when you're willing to explore another world. Yeah. That's it, why I stay home. I don't have to worry about it. it. It's all the sacrifices you make. You know, but
0: okay. I, I'm still going through the same year you are. So really, who <laughs> who's having the better year? But
1: I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the third <laughs> The third thing, the first thing, namely about you've, go, you, let's be honest, you've ordo, lost count at this point.
0: <laughs> going, going into
1: green, going into ordinary time, uh-huh. the uh, we have five seasons in the church calendar: Advent, summer, Christmas, summer solstice. No, Advent, <laughs> Christmas, Lent, yeah, and Easter. The times in between are called ordinary, and ordinary comes from the Latin word "ordo" o r d o, which means numbers in sequence. So it's like. It's the non festive times mm-hmm. or the non repentant times, but they are the times. It's almost like the person who, you know, you don't live on the mountaintop. You live in the, the, the fertile valley where you can grow your crops. It's sort of like we, we need the mountaintop experiences, but the day to day life in between is really so important. That's where things happen. And what I like about ordinary time is the sequence of the gospel readings. We will be reading from Matthew's Gospel through November, and it picks up on Chapter 10, which we're— this is a segue, by the way, into the reading for this Sunday. So it picks up on Chapter 10, and we will be continuing with Matthew for a long time. So are you ready?
0: Well, can I just say one thing? You may say one thing. Thank you. That's kind of you. Uh, I was going to say I like ordinary time because I feel like we— this year has been different for— Lots of of reasons. Lots of reasons. But usually we get through, you know, all the wonderful celebrations and seasons, and we get to ordinary time, and we can kind of, like, breathe. But in a really beautiful way, like you said, just kind of getting out into the rhythm of the weekly There is a rhythm. There is a
1: wonderful rhythm. Yeah. Uh, I do have, uh, and I have to have an explanation. You said this is the 12th Sunday of ordinary time. I did. Where were the first 11?
0: Well, we had some after Christmas, before Lent. And, then we still had um, Trinity and Corpus Christi. But the weeks were already ordinary time. Ordinary time.
1: So we've already had the ninth, tenth, and eleventh weeks.
0: Are you proud of me that I got that?
1: That was quite good. Thank you. Yeah, we let you (laughs) progress to your sophomore year. I get (laughs)
0: Oh, sophomore, everyone's favorite year. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, and the other wonderful thing about the twelfth Sunday is how do you spell twelfth? How do you spell twelve? T T
0: W T-W-E-L-V-E. Yes. How do
1: you spell twelfth?
0: There's an F in it. Yes. Yes. T- wow! I I am on today, you friends. You
1: are. This is your day. Of course, I, you've got
0: the I computer right in
1: front of you, so you are reading.
0: Those listening don't know
1: that. I love the the little changes there, and I. I don't know why, but it just makes my day.
0: You're really excited about this small. You can tell you've been quarantined for three months. I get
1: excited about small things. (laughs) Yes. Okay. The gospel reading chapter 10, it takes place in a whole section. And this is the hard part, jumping back into ordinary time. Uh, You have to read what came before. And of course, we'll find out what comes later next week. Mm -hmm. But what came before is the section in chapter 10 of Matthew's gospel, where Jesus tells his 12 disciples, his 12 apostles, he's going to send them out on mission. And And then he tells them there will be persecutions. So all of this leads up to this passage, which I think I will ask Michael to read. Michael, would you like to read the gospel of this coming Sunday?
0: I would. Please start. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your Father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my Heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my Heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
1: What a wonderful passage. Uh, so it starts off, don't, uh, you know, fear no one so that that picks up with the whole thing where jesus had just talked about the the problem of of persecution you know when i send you out fear no one Mm -hmm. but the part that really always catches my my fancy is the imagery when he talks about the sparrows it's because you're a bird person i'm a i'm a i'm not a bird person but i'm a person who loves birds uh (laughs) There was a sparrow in my backyard. I have a very small backyard, but it's amazing what happens there. And uh, there was this little sparrow. It must have been a month ago or so, when there weren't that many leaves on the trees. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I only have three trees. One's a pine tree and then uh, a maple and a a redbud. It's like an arboretum in your backyard. Anyway, this sparrow was singing its heart out. It was beautiful, and I got my bird book uh i have a couple of bird books but i found found i had my binoculars sitting at the kitchen table i identified it and i can't remember anymore what it was <laughs> but i thought it's just this tiny little bird it's basic brown they used to call them lbj's you know what lbj you know lbj was Lyndon Baines Johnson yeah, when he I, ran for president yeah but bird watchers uh Little brown jobbies. That's when you That's the you, technical term. Yeah, well, that's a, 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 a beginning bird watcher, LBJ. You know, like, oh, it's just an LBJ. So it's real easy to overlook. <laughs> I'm learning
0: so much today. Yeah,
1: it's easy to overlook the little birds. Sure. And, but it had such a beautiful song, and it was loud coming from this little bird in the tree, and it's
0: just a sparrow. Just a sparrow. Just a sparrow. That's true. You don't give, I I would say that I don't give as much attention to the little brown birds as you do like the very colorful, vibrant birds, whether it's a cardinal or a blue jay or an oriole or take your pick, take your color, pick your color. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. and of course, where you live, you
1: have a plethora of, of we have a lot participants of in the
0: picturesque backyard. That, we, were, <laughs> we were laughing last night that, uh, there's a bunch of cat birds nearby, and they just make the funniest little sounds. Do you know, yeah. They sound like cats, but they're birds. They're birds. Yeah. And then when the cat gets them, the the, the cat
1: sounds like a bird. Yeah. <laughs> well, that sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, there was a famous book. I think it was written by Father uh, Tracy, T-R-E-S-E. I think his first name was Leo. We're talking about 50, 60 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was called More Than Many Sparrows. And he picked up this phrase and he was basically talking about how much the Father loves us. And you are worth more than many sparrows. I don't think we believe that. That we are, Jesus said that, you know, you are worth more than many sparrows. And if the Father's going to watch out for a sparrow, God's going to watch out for us.
0: I don't know if that's an image that speaks to a lot of people. I'm just, I'm not criticizing. Matthew or Jesus or father Tracy, or I just don't know if hearing God loves you more than the sparrows. I I would want to say, well, he better, (laughs) which that could be a little egotistical,
1: but, but if you watch, read that first part, not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. In other words, if God reaches out for the sparrow and takes care of the sparrow that much, Mm And you are worth more than many spirals. Mm. Then it's almost like, how much more
0: is God watching out over you? Sure, sure. I like the kind of the extremities of images that he uses here uh, What he says, what I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. Yeah, oh yeah. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. Yeah, that's beautiful too. There's a song, what
1: you hear in the dark. I don't know that one. Uh, it's from the uh, probably the nineteen sixties or seventies. It's, it's a, a church, church song. song. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it. It was way before your time. Most things uh, were. But it, it's it's a beautiful thing about what you hear in the dark, proclaim in the light, and uh,
0: uh, what you hear whispered. <laughs> That's a little creepy. What if I just whispered, "Muhammad"? <laughs> um, there was a gentleman that was having a hard time hearing the other day, so I don't think he would appreciate that. He wants you to talk as loud as possible. Uh, you mean at Mass? Yeah, at Mass. So don't whisper it, because then people will just... Complain. Were you that gentleman? No, I could hear you just fine, but thanks for calling me a gentleman. That was nice of you. Okay. Well, I uh, I am sorry if people can't hear me. I,
1: I want people to hear me, because <clears throat> otherwise I wouldn't be uh, saying things.
0: I don't think it was be- for lack of amplification. I just think he may have been hard of hearing
1: that happens too it's actually that's a wonderful statement about communication it's got to be on both ends right and not just literally physically hearing but also being able to focus sure to uh so sometimes people say the right thing but others don't hear it i i found a couple weeks ago when i talked about systemic racism afterwards i was talking to somebody about it and my conclusion was when I said systemic, they heard me say systematic. And mm. there's a big difference because saying systemic means it's something in the system, something in the institution, in the structures of things. Mm. Systematic is almost like a plot. It's out to get you. Sure. So uh, sometimes even what we say is not what people hear.
0: Yeah. I mean, I th- everybody and people could hear the same thing and, Two different people could hear it two different ways, depending on their vantage, their opinion, and their vantage point of how they are experiencing things and all that kind yeah, of stuff. I was so.
1: once um, with a priest friend of mine. We were robbed at gunpoint. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was in Biddle City. And um, we were robbed at gunpoint, uh, like 10 feet from the, the door of the restaurant we were walking into. Mm hmm. And afterwards, when we recounted it to the police, by the way, we were both both fine. Neither one of us got hurt. Thank you for asking. Uh, Well, I knew you were okay. (laughs) Uh, But when we were recounting it, the two of us had totally different opinions of what happened. Really? Yes. Interesting. Uh, Under pressure. uh, Not really trained for that. We both knew... The man came out of the shadow. Yeah. We both knew he had a gun. We both knew what what he said, more or less. But what he said beyond that, you know, when he first said, you know, give me, give us your, give me your money and stuff. Uh, but then it went on. He said some other things. And the way uh, Father Mike reconstructed it, the way I would have reconstructed it, was quite different. <laughs> Were you saying? Were you even there? <laughs> well, and then if we, the police ask us to describe the person. And Michael was absolutely certain what he looked like. And I thought, I'm not sure at all that I can say
0: that. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. Hey, what about this? I I find this last line in the gospel interesting. Um, You know, everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly father. What is the, the intention there of that phrase? the intention
1: uh, boy that would be good if i knew exactly the intention i think we usually take it you know i will acknowledge before my father if you deny me you what he means by denying if you deny me it basically says you want no part of me mm-hmm. and so it's almost like jesus say okay if you want no part of me i'm going to honor that too sure and i will you know i'm not going to i think his redemption is for everybody but But not
0: everybody is open to receiving it sure it's not forced upon yeah it's it's something that it's a uh a relationship that we choose to enter into
1: yeah you'll find the same notion in john's gospel when when john talks about uh those who believe and those who do not believe those who do not believe are already condemned it's sort of like you bring it upon yourself it's not like you did something bad and God's going to slap your fingers. It's sort of like when you do something bad, you are messing up your own relationship with God. Mm. You are accreting your own destiny. Before we go too, too far to the end of this session, I do want to jump to the very first reading and just the opening lines. It's from the prophet Jeremiah. And if you think you're having a bad day, read jeremiah it will make you feel even worse that's <laughs> the opening positive. line jeremiah says i hear the whisperings of many terror on every side denounce let us denounce him all those who were my friends are on the watch for any misstep of mine wow is he paranoid or what and the truth is no he's not he's he's conscious uh, of the fact that as a prophet there are persecutions Remember, that's the setting for the gospel, that's probably why this was chosen. Mm -hmm. If you read the rest of this passage from Jeremiah, however, it goes on to say uh, that he basically is trusting in the Lord, and the Lord will get him through it. But the Lord is with me like a mighty champion. My persecutors will stumble. They will not triumph. In their failure, they will be put to utter shame, to lasting,
0: unforgettable confusion but at the end there's that whole proclamation of of praise sing to the lord praise the lord right it's so you almost have to you have
1: to admit your fear you have to admit your terror and then you say well it's within that context you don't deny it but within that context mm-hmm. there's room for you to grow and to put your trust in god though i walk in the valley of the shadow of darkness i will have no fear for my shepherd lord is my shepherd that type of thing right and so uh you go through this and then you can finally say lord
0: i praise you sing to the lord praise the lord all right friends thank you so much we'll see you this weekend for mass don't forget if you are planning to come to the church you can make a reservation beginning wednesday morning of this week and we will see you hopefully here or online and wear green i don't know if i have any green I'll try. I'll find something. All right. We'll see you. Bye.